My name's Alan Carter. I'm the present CEO of Cabral Gold. Cabral Gold has an advanced exploration project in northern Brazil. We already have two gold deposits that currently total a million ounces. That was based on approximately 29,000 meters of drilling that was done up to 2018. Since then, we've drilled another 27,000 meters. We're planning another 25,000 meters during 2022, and we have five rigs turning. Alan, good to see you again. Uh, we're going to see a bit more of you, actually. Uh, uh, we've yeah, we've no. had a little chat off screen. Um, I'm I'm liking some of the uh, press releases which are coming out. I'm liking I'm liking the numbers more. Um, so we're maybe going to have a little monthly catch up, and as, as you kind of progress through uh, through the phases, as it were, and um, we'll see how you get on. But today, um, let's let's just talk about some of the grades that you're start, starting to see because we, we've talked. Um, about the the strategy, it might be worth reminding people of the strategy. In fact, let's start there. Let's start with the strategy in terms of these blankets versus the kind of the larger discoveries. Well, Matt, we have a district scale play. So around surrounding the two deposits that I mentioned that we knew about back in 2018, we've got 43 uh, targets at various stages. And in the last 18 months or so, we've made five new discoveries. Now, three of those are oxide blankets, as you just mentioned, uh, and two of those are hard rock zones. None of those five things have have resources on them yet. We're aiming to update the resource. Obviously, the resource won't be updated on just the two deposits we knew about in 2018. It will also have resources on these new discovery zones. So that should uh, that should occur later on this year. So the main the main focus for us really is to define high grade zones within the two existing deposits and in the new discovery zones. But in the process of doing that, we have had a very nice surprise in that we found three oxide blankets in unconsolidated material, which is free digging uh, at surface. And some of these blankets are up to uh, 50, 60 meters thick. So, you know, the mining cost for this oxide material and mining and processing should be extremely cheap. Well, it, 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 that's the bit that kind of interests me in terms of the, the strategy you're employing here, because the, the oxide is, it's kind of low, low capex. It, it, it is relatively low grade, but it throws off a lot of, awful lot of cash in the near term. Which allows you or to subsidize or, 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 or contribute towards the capex required for the you know higher grade stuff under that. So th- I think that's interesting. Um, but can we can we just talk about those? Because MGM uh, the MGM zone, for instance, you've, you you're seeing a little higher grade zone there, are you? Yeah. Look, there's two things. The MG gold deposit that we knew about in 2018 is essentially a hard rock gold deposit. We now know there's this one of these extensive oxide blankets sitting right on top of it. Um, As I said, we don't have a resource for that blanket, but all that blanket material, which is in mud, sand and soil, was assumed back in 2018 to be waste. It was material that we'd have had to strip off to get to the underlying ore body. Actually, that waste is not waste. It's ore. It contains gold and obviously um, that's something that we would have had to have mined anyway, and it would have gone to a waste pile. Um, what we're doing now with this oxide material is we're doing metallurgical test work on the possibility of heat leaching it. Obviously, as I said earlier, the mining costs on that material, because there's no drilling and blasting required, would be very, very cheap. And that flows through into the processing. So instead of having to, you know, grind, uh, crush and grind hard rock material, it'll be, uh, we won't have to do that. It'll be more of a case, particularly if it is amenable to heat leach, and we'll have those heat leach column uh, uh, leach test results in May this year. Um, you know, it will be a case of mining it with shovels and trucking it to a leach pad, agglomerating it with the cement and basically putting it on a big leach pad, which of course, Capital cost for that is a fraction of what uh, you would you would normally expect on a on a large open pit hard rock operation with a you know crush grind and, and all the rest of it. Okay, and what's happening at PDM? 
I'm just kind of romp, romping through the, the, the blankets here at the moment. because <clears throat> Well, the PDM area is about five, six kilometers to the northwest of, of, the, of the MG deposit. We, we had a blanket, as you know, last time we spoke, we mentioned that we've got the second oxide blanket there. The interesting thing about that oxide blanket is we didn't know if there was an underlying deposit underneath it in the hard rock, in the granitic rocks underneath. Um, but based on MG, it was highly suspicious, you know, because the gold in the oxide blanket is obviously weathering from somewhere. And in December, we found the uh, underlying zone. We drilled 22.4 metres at 4.8 grams a tonne in the hard rock granite underneath that blanket. And by the way, that was 110 metres uh, below surface. And, and the trenches on surface are averaging 15 metres at 4 grams. So it looks like there's vertical continuity. We've just stepped out 120 metres and drilled another hole into the, under, into the granite underneath the blanket further north. And, and again, we cut 12 metres over three grams. So there's a, a very nice uh, zone emerging there, and it's on trend from the central gold deposit. So uh, we don't know. It's 2.5 kilometres to the northwest. There's a very strong gold anomaly, which is five kilometres long, which encompasses the, the central gold deposit and this new PDM area you just mentioned. So the goodness knows um, how big that trend is going to get. But um We've got a lot more drilling to do. It's tremendously exciting. Okay, and, and this is kind of getting to the point. This, and we'll, we'll talk about central. You mentioned central there, and maybe you can talk about central in, in, in the context of my next question, which is when small explorers, juniors come on here and they start talking about district-wide potential, I get a little mm. bit nervous because it's not necessarily um, a positive because you've got to fund it. It's, I actually right. look at it as a liability, right? Yeah. So in terms of the picture that you're trying to paint, how does all this come together? Because where are we? 60 million market cap today, right? And you, you know, you, yeah. you've been able to raise money when you need to. The results look good. I, I, I kind of understand that, but it it can either take an extraordinarily long time to develop a district, or okay. you have a plan, and you need to you need to share that plan, you know, with with shareholders and, and the market. So, what is the picture that you're painting? And you're obviously seeing a lot more with the with the drilling that you're seeing um, at the moment. And I notice a fifth rig going in there as well. So, how, how do you explain that? How do you explain that? Excellent question. Excellent question, Matt. I mean, there's look, there's no doubt that the, the Kuyu Kuyu has multi million ounce potential. It has a massive footprint. It was the largest area of placer workings during the Tapa Just Gold Rush. And the Tapa Just Gold Rush is the largest ever recorded gold rush anywhere on the planet. So the, the area that we've got is very special. But the, the point's well made. You know, with so many different targets, how do we decide uh, which, which of these targets are ultimately going to prove up to be deposits? And how do we present ourselves from sort of like you know, going on and on year after year after year, exploring, exploring, exploring. Well, the identification of these oxide material really gives us a, um, an opportunity to jump off that hamster wheel. Um, and, and, and the opportunity it presents us is because this material is at surface in unconsolidated material, um, the capital cost for this type of, uh, for mining and processing this type of material is likely to be a fraction of what it would be if we were dealing with a hard rock deposit. Now, we've got lots of gold in the underlying hard rock material as well, but the oxide material, particularly if it is amenable to heat leach, and as I said, we won't have those column leach test results until May of this year. So it's about another, probably another six to eight weeks. But if it is amenable to heat leach, then it allows us to get into production very, very quickly at a fraction of the capital cost, and the operating cost also should be very, very low. Essentially, Matt, because this material is soft 
And you and I could go down with sho shovels tomorrow and start mining this stuff. You know, we don't need drills and blasting equipment. So, uh, it, you know, it's very unusual. We've got a lot of this oxide material and it gives us that ability to get in production very quickly. It, 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 it does. Um, but and I understand that, and that's what's drawing me to to what you're now doing, and 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 you're now talking about. But it, it comes back to that question: district wide potential. You know, that's that's there's a big a big area we're dealing with here. I know you've got you've got G mining to um, the south. They've been on a few times. They've potentially, I think they're, they're talking about being the, the Brazil's third largest gold producer. Um, but they've had, they've got access to capital. They're, they're ably supported by, you know, uh, their G mining, um, company. They've, they've got access to, you know, big institutional funds, et cetera. And they're sort of well on, well on their way, right? They're, they're building a mine. You aren't there yet. So in terms of your land package and how you move that forward, I mean, what, what can you, um, what, what can you tell us about the way that you, the process that you're going to have to engage in to kind of move this project forward? Well, our project's quite different to theirs. Um, and maybe what I should do is show you, show you a map here. Okay. Um, yeah. This this is, um, let me, I don't know, can you see this? Yes, we can. Okay, so this is our map. And so Cabral's land holdings here in pink and G Mining's land holdings in blue. That smaller ellipse in the blue area is the TZ project that you just mentioned. That's the project that G Mining acquired from El Dorado Gold in October of last year. It's a 2 million ounce gold deposit. They're moving forward with the development of this project. It will be approximately a $450 million initial capex on this. They've just released the updated feasibility study. They're ordering long lead items. Um, that is going to be Brazil's third largest gold mine that will knock out about 225,000 ounces at its peak. Now, the, the, this slide, what this slide demonstrates is that we're about 25 kilometers away. Our claims are contiguous with theirs. All these yellow spidery lines here are the areas where gold was produced by informal miners during the 1980s. So back in the 1980s, there were lots of informal miners in this whole area. They produced an estimated 200,000 ounces from the streams at TZ. Kuyu Kuyu, by contrast, the miners, the informal miners here produced 2 million ounces of gold. The historic footprint in terms of the placer production that mined during the gold rush at Kuyu Kuyu is 10 times larger than TZ. Now, besides the size of the footprint, there are some other important differences. Um, the other big difference is that, as you mentioned, ours is a district-scale play. El Dorado owned TZ for 11 years and did not add a single ounce to the resource. They got it fully permitted. They advanced it. They got a feasibility study done. But the best drill result they had outside of TZ in 11 years of drilling, and that is in the rest of this blue area, was 20 metres at 1.73. Now, I'm going to show you the drill results that we're getting outside the two known deposits that we had uh, up until 2018. Let's just have a look at some of the drill results. Now, bear in mind that their best result outside TZ, as I just said, was 20 metres at 1.73. This is zooming in on that big ellipse area. The beautiful rainbow colours here, are it's basically mapping magnetic data. Now, magnetic data is, is very interesting for picking out geological structure, but ignore the background colours for the moment. The two deposits that I mentioned that were just dots, let's just go back to these two, Central and MG. This is central, and this is MG. You can just about make out the yellow outlines of the ore bodies here. That new discovery we've got at Powder Merenda, I mentioned, it's two and a half kilometers away, is, is just up here 
two and a half kilometers. You can see there's very little drilling drill between this new discovery at Powder Miranda and Central. So who knows if, if actually the central deposit extends all the way up to Powder Miranda. If it does, it's going to get very large. Uh, we're excited about Powder Miranda on its own. Um, but look, all these yellow dots are targets that exist around the two known deposits. Right, I mentioned Powder Miranda, Mashishi we can talk about because that's also very exciting. We've definitely got a new zone at Mashishi here. But look at some of these drill results, Matt. Again, G-mining, El, El Dorado, that best result outside TZ is 20 meters at 1.7 grams. So down here, for example, central southeast, we have, and this is 500 meters away, we've got four or five holes down here, 27 meters at 6.9 grams a ton gold. Right up here at JCMA, this is another target up here where we've got a little bit of drilling. Um, my, I'll get my mouse to work in a moment. 39 meters at five grams. Mashishi itself, 34 meters at 5.3 grams. Um, Mashishi Southwest, all, all these drill results, by the way, are outside the resource estimate right now. 3.4 meters at 36.9 grams. Right? I mean, there are a lot, there's not just one or two targets here that have extremely high, high values outside the two known deposits. There's a whole collection, a whole, you know, quite a significant number of, of targets here which have very good drill results. So it is district scale. Uh, but like I said, getting back to your original question is, how do you figure out which of these uh, targets is ultimately going to be another deposit? Uh, we've got, as I said, very good um, indications now from the drilling that we're onto something at Powder Render, which is shaping up continuity of grade. Uh, same thing at Mashishi. Um, and, and the oxide blankets that we've got on top of MG, on top of Central now, and at Powder Miranda, and there are probably others, really give us that, that opportunity, unlike most, uh, most uh, you know, gold deposits around the world, they don't have these oxide caps. If they do, um, you should look at them as an investor very hard because, as I said, getting back to my original point, the cost of mining and processing oxide material when it's in unconsolidated soil, mud and sand is very, very cheap and can be extremely profitable. So on the, on the oxide blankets themselves, the steps now for us over the next nine months towards the end of this year, I get the column leach test back in May. If those are positive, we'll do a scoping study just on the oxide material to figure out what the capital costs are, what the operating costs are, et cetera, et cetera. Scoping study, second, third quarter. And then we could be looking at project financing as early as the fourth quarter of this year on the oxide material. And obviously, as I said, the oxide material could be extremely profitable and could give us significant cash flow to then go and self-fund the expiration of the, of the rest of this district and probably put quite a bit of money in the bank as well. Okay, Th that, that's great. And, and we sort of sort of talked about that last, last time round. So you, uh, that model, totally understood. I like it. Um, just talk to me about the rig, because you know it's the fifth rig turning. So what are the different rigs doing in terms of working towards the goal of um, getting um, some sort of economics on the blanket uh, and in terms of other just making discoveries because you know that's that's the name of the game here that there's a game changer moments so maybe just kind of run, run through the, the plan on the drilling well look the the priority number one is really to define high grade zones of high grade mineralization within the underlying hard rock deposits here that is priority number one we have three rigs uh basically addressing that objective so three diamond rigs there's one at central 
which is defining a very nice high-grade zone at Central. MG, we're more advanced. We now have a high-grade zone in the middle of a, a low-grade ore body at MG. Uh, that high-grade zone is now 285 meters long in terms of strike. It's open down dip and open at both ends. And then the third rig right now is uh, drilling at, um, at, uh, at PDM under, on that new discovery underneath the blanket. The fourth rig is an RC rig, which is drilling off um, uh, the central blanket. And um, the fifth rig that we've just bought in is actually a, a small reconnaissance diamond rig. So we've now got four diamond rigs running and one RC rig. The, the reconnaissance diamond rig is really to test some of these other regional targets that I, we haven't even talked about, you know, where we've got high-grade boulders on surface. Um, and uh, so we're going to be testing some of these other thing, things in the district. Okay, so busy, busy, busy. Well, look, um, I don't want to make this a, a long one. I just wanted, a, you know, a nice, short, punchy update from you, which we're going to do on a monthly basis because I, I, I'm, I'm li starting to like what I uh, see here, um, and I think going into a, I think it'll be quite a bullish gold market this year. Um, of that, I, I'm, I'm certain. Um, thanks for today. We'll see you next month. Thank you very much, Matt.